Get ready for highly caffeinated marketing perspective on the Java with Joe show. Here's your host, Joe Chandler. Welcome to another episode of Java with Joe. Coming to you from Big Dallas, Big D, ready to um, give you um, a good taste of a little tax information with tax season coming. April 15th is just around the corner. So make sure and grab that cup of coffee. If you don't have it, pause, get the coffee, come back. Let's get going. Make sure it tastes really good and ready to go good and hot. Today, we have Teresa Bilski with us. And uh, welcome, Teresa. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And what is your favorite cup of coffee? We ask that of all our guests. My favorite cup of coffee is any of them that are hot with sugar and cream. I hadn't mastered the cold coffees. Yeah, it, it depends on the coffee for me, which one I put a little cream in, which one I don't. Or how close to the equator you are. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we want to talk about tax and all that good stuff. But first, before we get into all that nice uh, federal stuff, we want to um, find out who Teresa is. Tell us all about Teresa. I'm from Georgia. I grew up here in the Dallas area. Once you get into Texas, it gets in your blood. Yes. Um, I have been in the industry long enough that I don't like to admit that anymore because people can still do simple math. So I can just say I have lots of experience in public accounting. Is that enough? You want me and to then just how long you've been in business and those kind of things. Oh, you're going to actually make me say over 20 years, aren't you? No, just okay. <laughs> well, that's big in this industry in tax of over 20 years. You've seen I've the seen changes. A lot. Yes, I have seen a lot. And then I did industry accounting before that. So, and I don't like to count that because I didn't care for that part of the industry. Right. So. And you know, one of the funny stories when we were talking um, a while back, I like your story of when, how you got started in tax when you were in school and um, you just went in and just started reading every tax code you could while you're trying to file it. <laughs> oh, now this is back in high school. And so instead of a job that says, do you have fries with that order? I worked for a law firm updating their law books. And on Tuesday was the tax law library. And so it would be the most boring job ever. Take page six out, put in new page six, page eight to 10, put in new. And I'd read the code. And that's when I fell in love with it. And the fascinating thing about tax is the gray areas. How do you apply the same law to different situations? So, yeah, I fell in love with tax a long time ago. And what about the new tax code? What did you do when they came out? That's I printed great- all 500 pages and grabbed a highlighter. So I got excited about that. That's a cool story. And it's just, it's just funny because I can't. But then people can't stand what I do, you know, the marketing and stuff, but they don't understand it. But yeah, tax, I haven't quite figured that out yet. I haven't figured out you guys either. I don't care how blue affects people. <laughs> I care how this code's going to affect the checkbook. So. Right, right, right. So with um, with taxes, there's some, first off, what we like to concentrate on is how businesses, how the ta- how tax code and those kind of things help businesses with what's coming, you know, April 15th is big. And there were some changes in the last year, year and a half that, Oh, one of them being they take less money out of your payroll, but then people are upset because now the return's smaller. <laughs> the refunds are smaller, but the yes. tax on every return that I've done so far this year has been better. Now, the smallest one I've seen is one person is $7 better, but $7 is still better. Um, and if you're a business owner, the, the new tools that they gave us are huge. Qualified business income tax credit is huge for the small business. And... The ones that I believe the ones that are seeing the um, big difference are the ones in states that have state income tax and they're having that cap on how much they can claim. Yes. So if you're in California or you're in the north, far northeast where you have a lot of state taxes that are now limited to 10000 yeah, you're, you're probably going to feel that. But here in Texas, everything has been positive so far. Now, that's not going to be positive for every industry, and there's some industries that need to address that. 
But for the most part, across the board, people are going to see positive results. The is people the, that are complaining, however, are complaining because they didn't pay in as much. Yeah, that's that's the gray, the area that people – the table's changed. So mm-hmm. there are less money coming out, but maybe you've made more money, so now it moved you into the next tax bracket. So now it's – now that's their difference. Now you didn't pay enough in. Yes, but one thing people also need to consider is it's nice to get that check at the end of the year, but why you're getting that check is you loaned the IRS money all year long without interest. So when you think about that, is it really better to get a good tax refunded with interest-free loan to the government, or would you rather have your money? And what people saw this past year was they got their money all year and didn't get that big refund of their interest-free loan. Right, and some people have gotten so used to that return, they think it's their vacation money. It's not the best use of no, your it's funds. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so I personally don't want to fund the government spending. So, and now one of the things I want to talk about is now it's flipping on the other side. Is with these new changes, how did it affect businesses? What's the biggest change you've seen with the um, small business and the medium sized businesses, or business in general, that they now have to consider with the new tax laws that changed? The couple of things they have to consider depends on their income. But the biggest thing is what we call QBI, which is Qualified Business Income Tax Credit. On your partnerships, sole proprietors, pass-throughs, and your real estate investment companies, those people now get a 20% tax credit. Now, if their profit is above 430, they have to blend that with some W-2 income to get to optimize that. That is a really big number because we used to do big comparisons between 4.5% to Texas franchise versus 2.9% because it made a difference. That's couple of points spread. Now you got me a 20% tool. That's why I got a highlighter and got excited about it. <laughs> 20% is people don't understand. Businesses don't understand that that's a huge amount of money. That is a huge amount of money. And what else is interesting is people can also use this on their schedule E, which is real estate. Real estate hasn't been considered a business. We had 167 different definitions of what a company is and not a single one of them fit real estate because they weren't allowed to take operational type expenses. Right. Now they're allowed to participate in a business tax credit. We actually had to go back to Congress and say, give us a new definition of what a business is because it doesn't apply to your new code. Wow, that's interesting. And is there now with that, was there any other specifics by QEB? It was QEB, right? QBI. QBI. So is there anything outside of QBI that came in this 500 pages? 500 pages is crazy. QBI is a big portion of it, but there's a lot of things changed. I mean, even when I printed the very first tax return this year, it looked different. I thought there was something wrong with my printer. They only used a half page on the first two pages. And then it occurred to me that they thought people would really fall for that's a new postcard. So now instead of what would fit on one page extends to multiple pages, but if it fits on a postcard part, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just insane. Oh, but there's just... a lot of things that have changed and a lot of things are positive. You, to, just for the individual, child tax credit went to $2,000. That's good. But more importantly, they extended it where more people can participate in it. The phase out is much, much higher. The built-in married filing joint penalty, which isn't a real penalty, it was just embedded in the way the code and the bracket mm-hmm. system worked, that's been corrected. Alternative minimum tax, which is the hardest thing to explain to somebody when they first get into that world, has been corrected because it was never indexed for inflation. So there's been a lot of positive things that infect, that affect not only individuals but businesses. But businesses need tax planning more than ever to make sure that they're doing what they need to do to be prepared to optimize those new tools. And the cool thing uh, is that they increase the uh, the deduction so that less people itemize. Well, that's a give and take. See, this is where the news gives you one piece of information and not the other. So, yes, they increased the standard deduction for married filing joint to 24000 but they eliminated the 
um, individual personal exemption. So that increase is really only a couple thousand dollars. So it sounds really good on one hand. It's not quite as good as it sounds, but the overall effect between all the different components has been very positive. Cool, cool. I can't wait to see what how my taxes turn out. That's kind of my own personal, but and the businesses. But are there some tips that have come out with this that you think that businesses need to consider that they might be able to take place before it may be too late for last year, but maybe get ready for this next year with the you know April fifteenth is coming right on us. Most business returns are actually due March fifteenth. And yes, they need to be talking to a professional to make sure they're doing what they need to do. Planning is just more important than it used to be. The, the, the way that the new code blends salaries with which entity type you're in, if you make too much money in the wrong entity type, you can completely exempt yourself from this 20% tax credit. So imagine how devastating that is to a small business to find out at the end of the year, you missed out on a $60,000 tax credit because you're in the wrong entity type. It's a simple election to, to fix. So tax planning is really going to be the key for small businesses. Is there some other tax changes that they need to look at for this year to prepare for this year's taxes? I would say there's a few industries that need to really look at theirs because there's some adverse adverse stuff in the code. Not everything is perfect. Not every code's perfect. If you have an outside salesperson that is used to taking their W-2 employee and they're used to taking unreimbursed employee expenses, that's entirely gone. So they need to either go back to their employer and renegotiate their contract or look at doing a different format with their employer. Okay. So there are some people. The Pilots Association was in uproar about it. They worked it out. Um, the trucking industry is another industry that really needs to be addressing that. Unfortunately, these people aren't really excited about the tax code, and I'm finding out they still don't know about this until they see their returns. Okay, that's that's really cool. And, you know, um, we, again, if you're doing your personal, make sure the W-2 is filled out correctly. And uh, right now we're going to run to break. We're going to um, give let our, hear from our sponsors. Then we'll come back and pick up where we left off. Okay. Uh, so um, go listen. Take this time. We're going to go to our sponsors real quick. Take a listen. Get you a refill on your cup of coffee. Java with Joe. saying about your company. Today's consumer looks at reviews, making decisions to use your local family business for the first time based on what someone said about their last time. Today's word of mouth is an online review. eEndorsements.com automates it all, systematically asking your customers for reviews at just the right time, even posting on popular platforms, and, I love this, leave video testimonials. Amplify that word of mouth and convert more opportunities. Get started today at eEndorsements.com with two E's and no spaces. eEndorsements is proud to sponsor the Java with Joe show on OBBM with Real Business Solutions, eendorsements.com. Welcome back to Java with Joe. We're ready to get started on the second half. We had a nice break. Hope you refilled that cup of coffee. And we've been meeting with, uh, speaking with Teresa Bilski about tax and how that helps your business and what you should consider with the new tax laws. Today, we've been flying along in the first half talking about more of the, like the 35,000 feet level, not really getting, but now we're just getting to the meat and potatoes. Okay. So specifically, what does your company help with businesses with, with their taxes? Specifically, what are some of your services that you dig into that you can help businesses get ahead and not have to deal with those day-to-day tasks? We we service whatever their needs are, whether it's a startup company, because most company most individuals start their company providing all their own services because there's more money going out the door than coming in. And then they get to what we call the bridge. And that's where, yeah, they can perform some of their tasks, but they find that they cost themselves more money by doing those services. 
than they are out building their business and doing the trade that got them into business in the first place. All the way through to the customers where we do everything for them. We pay their bills, their mail comes to our office, and we will work with anybody and grow with them in any of those phases of their growth pattern. Awesome. And one of the things that a lot of businesses have transformed into is increasing the size of their sales team. Mm-hmm. And their sales team, there's some tricks to it. So are there some, is there a specific reason and why a company should consult with a tax expert when they're developing their sales team? Yes, because there's a lot of confusion a lot with a lot of business owners. And this isn't just with sales. This is almost every company. It's who is a 1099 and who is a W-2. Because if you ask Texas Workforce Commission, everybody's a W-2. You ask the people that are outside salespeople that are commission only that don't get some of the tax advantages by putting them on a W-2, and they'll say they're self-employed. There are actually tests and rules to define those different roles. And with the new tax code changes, it's important to talk with not only the business owner, but to find out what the intention is of the person receiving the compensation to find out what works best for the individual. So when they sit down to do the sales, the development of their sales program and their sales team, would it be best if you were in the office with them or can they consult you outside or how should they go about contacting you to do this part of the business? We're pretty flexible, but you, you need a tax professional involved. Um, not for considering the, the different law changes, how it impacts the person's personal return, all those things come into play. Maybe now, I should elaborate on the things that I'm talking about yeah. that come into play. Whereas before, if you had an outside salesperson, let's say they were selling office supplies and they would mm-hmm. go visit their customers, they would turn around and take that mileage off their personal vehicle as a deduction on their off their schedule A as what we call unreimbursed employee mm-hmm. expenses. They'd take their home office. They'd take some of the out-of-pocket expenses that they might produce their own marketing material. All of those expenses are gone away if you were a W-2 employee. Now, if you take that same person and they own their own company and they're outsourced since they're commissioned only, they can take all those expenses in a different place. But all that takes planning on the front end because at the same time, if you're Texas Workforce Commission, you want to make sure that you're not violating their rules, that that person is legally an employee. So there's some fine lines to walk there. Okay. And now we do have businesses that are residential services like AC, repair, different things like that, different industries like that. How does the tax law pertain to them? Is it different than a regular business or do they stay along the same lines? Well, that depends. If you're talking about federal tax law, it, it, businesses are pretty much across the board, except for now including real estate, which like I said, we have to have a new definition of business. If you're talking about state um, taxes, and you're primarily talking about either business personal property tax, which a lot of companies don't even know they have a filing requirement to, to submit on, or you're talking about sales tax. And sales tax has an evolving, a lot going on in that world. There was a U.S. Supreme Court decision last summer that basically said each state can determine its own rules with that. This is in your Internet things that are sold outside the state. So now you have to watch every single state to see what they're changing their laws to to find out what the sales tax filing requirements are for a business that may be based in Texas. Plus, Texas has the the nuance of having services that are subject to tax. There are certain services, like dry cleaning services, that they have to pay sales tax on. Mm-hmm. Even though generally people think of sales tax with tangible personal property, there's also some other things that go into that. And sales tax in Texas, there's more things taxed in Texas. Bread and milk aren't, luckily. Luckily. But, well, since we don't have an, a state income tax, we got that benefit. You had the flip side that we have more stuff that gets sales tax. The state still has to make money. That's the concept, yeah. 
And, but if you're going to have a problem with taxes, you would rather have a federal tax problem than you would a state tax problem because Texas gets very aggressive with their sales tax. It's actually if you don't if you collect sales tax and don't submit it, it can be a criminal theft situation, whereas you don't find that with your federal taxes. In the sales tax, I've even seen it while you're right in the middle of an audit and you're just about done. They'll switch the auditor and start over. Mm-hmm. And then you end up owing more money because that auditor seems things different than the other auditor. Oh, that's in any audit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that just drives you nuts. So, but is there any recent changes to the sales tax in Texas that besides the interstate that no, we need Texas to pay? hasn't changed its laws in, in response to that Supreme Court? We're all just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. That's because we only let them meet once every two years. For six months. And right now they're working on property taxes. Yes, that's more important right now, yeah. t- say, in Texas. Yeah. Even though our property taxes are half in New Jersey's. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to do a new rain tax. A rain tax? Yes. Okay, see, I don't know about the rain tax. Yeah, it's look it up. It's a crazy thing. It's about how much roof, square footage you have on your roof and your parking lot, and they charge you according to how much rain. This is up there with the cows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see taxes for businesses going from here? Are there going to be some changes you think coming down any more soon? Or are we going to get more definitions coming? We're going to get more definitions. We're also going to see a lot more audits over the next couple of years because all the algorithms that the IRS uses to do their differential audits, the bulk of audits come from a differential scoring. And all of those have to be redone. So there's going to be a lot of national survey audits that come out. I think it's going to take people by surprise. And you don't want to go into those by yourself? Absolutely not. And even with even if you have nothing wrong, you absolutely do not want to go in without representation because they are mean because they are trained to ask (laughs) questions in a leading way. Yes. And they leave them open ended. Yes. And people tend to talk way too much, way too much. Don't tell them any more than yes and no. If you can get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) So now that April 15th is coming, it was just around the corner. Okay, so when businesses come to you and they need to get started, is there a difference between a CPA and just a basic tax professional that they that you could actually shed some light on, so that when they come to you, they know what which way you are and how how what the differences are in the two different professions? You have to be one of three professions to represent somebody before the IRS. And to represent somebody means either in a controversy situation, unfiled tax returns, collections, or in an audit situation. You have to be an attorney that's registered, or you have to be a CPA or an EA. The EA is what people go, what is that? The difference primarily between an EA and a CPA, your CPAs are licensed by the State Board of Texas or the state that they practice in. EAs are licensed federally, so we we practice in all 48 states. There's some other nuanced differences, but that's primarily the difference. They market better because EA licenses existed longer and fewer people have heard of it. Clearly, we don't market as well. So when a business approaches you to get started with you, what are some of the things that you need right when they walk in the door? I like to see a prior year tax return. Because what I get from a lot of people is I'm an LLC. LLC is a legal entity. It's not a taxing entity. So I like to see where they're at, what they're doing. There's a lot of things you can tell about somebody from their tax return. And then I like to talk about their business, not only where they're at currently, but where their business is going to find out if they're in the the right tax structure for where they are or where they plan to be. Oddly enough, I started the exit strategy. How do you plan to get out of your business? Because that has a lot to do with how you structure a business is your exit strategy. It's pretty sad for somebody to work for 30 years under an entity type to find out that that it's the absolute worst entity for an exit strategy or somebody to set up something that they're planning on exiting in two years 
and find out that the way they set it up is going to cost them money that they could have avoided. So wow, I didn't a even lot think about that. That goes into businesses. I didn't even think about exit strategy being that important in taxes. Yeah, it's it's where it's a starting point actually. Wow. So I notice a lot. You do a lot with business, but working directly with the business attorneys too, because um, you and Neil work a lot together about setting up the structure of the business and how both ways. Oh, please, please, please go to a business attorney and document your stuff. It makes my life so much easier to have documentation on what your intents are, especially when you go through a business divorce, because there's a lot of taxes that come into that. And it's a lot easier just to have everything addressed before an issue happens and not have an issue. So, yeah, I do work with business attorneys a lot. Awesome. So with the new the new tax laws and stuff, we need if you need help, make sure and call Teresa. She is your go to tax professional EA. EA. And um, so, Teresa, how can people get how can our audience get a hold of you and um, get your services if they decide? They our need website them? is your IRS tax dot com. And your phone number? Four, six, nine, five, six, seven, three, zero, one, seven. And how can we find you on social media? We are on Facebook. And I don't know. That's a marketing kind of thing. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, well, thank you for all this wonderful tax information. And um, ladies and gentlemen, if you are confused about the tax laws and everything, call Teresa at the Bilski Financial Group. She'll give you more information than you could possibly need. I mean, I've talked to her quite a bit. It's amazing what she knows and her team. And... We want to thank you for listening today. This has been the Java with Joe show. Go finish that cup of coffee. And by the way, download the OBBM business app. So that way you can listen to us anytime on your phone, anywhere you go, and get all the information and never miss a show. Java with Joe. You've been listening to Java with Joe, highly caffeinated marketing perspective with host Joe Chandler. To be a guest or advertise your business on Java with Joe, contact 972-754-8994. Java with Joe is produced by Offbeat Business Media for the OBBM Network and Affiliates and is available at offbeatbusinessmedia.com. Listen to Java with Joe each Thursday on the nines on OBBM Radio and OBBM Network Podcasts. Also available on Google Play, iTunes, and your Offbeat Business app. Contact 972-754-8994 for guest and sponsor information today. Wouldn't it be great to skip mistakes that cost you time, frustration, and not throw money away? My name is Donna Merrill, founder of Business Untangled and the creator of the Making Life Less Taxing program. I find over 75% of business owners are making basic mistakes that cost them thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars every year, and they don't even realize it. With the Making Life Less Taxing program, you can avoid many of those initial mistakes business owners typically make. I'm excited to share the Making Life Less Taxing program so you can learn everything you absolutely need to know to make your business run smoother and life less taxing, giving you less stress and leaving more money in your pocket. Go now to businessuntangled.com or call us at 469-458-0447 to grab your spot in the Making Life Less Taxing program. There are only 50 of these coveted spots available and they are going quickly. So go now to businessuntangled.com and you can start enjoying the benefits of a profitable business today. You do your best to communicate how your company solves a specific problem, right? But it's easy to overlook the way your company sounds and the impression that leaves. I'm Melanie Murphy, a professional voice actor, and I'm ready to help your message stand out 
through a radio ad, a video on your website, or phone messaging for your company. Contact me today at MelanieMurphyVO.com to discuss your voiceover needs. That's MelanieMurphyVO.com. Mention this ad for an offbeat business show discount.